You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. Follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Going well. We, we're we're through another one four weeks down. We, we used to be able to say this was the quarter point of the season, but uh, I, I guess that's not true anymore with uh, 17 games and and 18 weeks, but we're, we're getting close at least. And I, I think we're at the point where we can really start making some season long assumptions about some of these players. We've seen yeah. players like, uh, Cordero Patterson, who, uh, you know, I've got to remind you, Matt, and remind our listeners that after week one, you, you said not to bother with this guy. <laughs> I know <laughs> I've got to, I've got to burn me so many times. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, Cordero, Cordero Patterson has been good, basically four weeks in a row now. He he's going to be a factor at least the rest of the season. I think it's fair to say. And uh, later today, we're going to talk about some players who are struggling, and and a lot of these have been struggling for now four weeks in a row. And uh, we'll we'll decide what what to do with players like that. Matt, it is Tuesday, and uh, on every Tuesday we talk dynasty transactions. We start with the waiver wire targets, and there's there's a few options. Unfortunately, week four brought us uh, more injuries. You know, every single week they're they're just piling up. We've got to start, I think, in Chicago. Still a, a little bit of uncertainty about the David Montgomery injury. That coaching staff is not wanting to uh, not wanting to be honest with with fans, with fantasy players, and really tell us what's going on. Sounds like hopefully not an ACL, but uh, I mean, David Montgomery was certainly in some pain, needed help off the field on Sunday. Damian Williams is his primary backup. Uh, I'm in I'm in pretty deep dynasty leagues when it comes to how many players are rostered, at least 25, I think, in all of my dynasty leagues. So Damian Williams is already on a roster in most of those. But in a more shallow league, he's probably still out there. And uh, assuming, unfortunately, this injury is probably serious, Damian Williams has got to be the top target of the week for sure, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think he's, as you said, borderline already in a lot of leagues. He has a history uh, being successful, you know, took the year off, which was kind of a strange situation. But I think that's a good spot to be in. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Chicago wants to lean on a feature back. I mean, preferably Montgomery, obviously, as a receiver slash bell cow type. Um, so I think this is an easy one. You grab him for sure. But to dig a little deeper, I'd consider Khalil Herbert, too, if he's not in your league. I, I liked Herbert coming out of school. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to say the same thing. Khalil Herbert, the rookie there, um, would we would assume would also see some increased playing time. Tariq Cohen still, I believe, on the um, on the pup or injured reserve. I, I can't believe he. I, I can't remember exactly. He should yeah. be back soon, though. Uh, it sounds like, but uh, obviously not healthy yet. Williams and Herbert will be uh, the top two. 
assuming Montgomery misses uh, some some significant time. And again, unfortunately, kind of seems like that's the way that's going. Yeah. I don't know. Chiefs Chiefs fans might wish they had Damian Williams still on their team. Uh, but again, we'll talk about some of those disappointing players uh, pretty soon. Uh, another running back injury was Joe Mixon. That was way back on Thursday night. That feels like a long time ago now. Uh, Mixon suffered what uh, most are calling a high ankle sprain. Still not really a lot of uh, a lot to report on his injury either. Some have called him week to week, suggesting he would almost certainly miss week five and, and maybe more. Um, but then there's there was some some word out of Cincinnati that maybe he even has a chance to play this week. Regardless, these two guys I think should be on on most dynasty uh, rostered in most dynasty leagues as well. Samaj P. Ryan, the top backup to Mixon, and, and then the rookie who's been seeing uh, some increased work in the passing game is Chris Evans. I've been pretty impressed with him uh, the past week or two. Yeah, I think they'd like P. Ryan. Um, even if Mixon avoids this scare, he's had a, a massive workload and he has an injury history. So backing him up wouldn't be a terrible idea. And, you know, it'd be a prime spot to fall into if Mixon's out of the picture for any length of time. Um, Evans was one of my favorite rookie last round pick guys. I mean, he's very talented, really good combine guy, never really put together at Michigan, but I thought he was an interesting pickup by the Bengals and, he would be very high on my list if he's still available. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, kind of similar to the Khalil Herbert, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, target, uh, except uh, Evans, I think, has already been showing us something even before this injury. Uh, another running back injury to talk about is Christian McCaffrey. Of course, that happened back in week three. That sent dynasty managers uh, to the waiver wire for Chuba Hubbard, probably already rostered. Maybe even Royce Freeman got a look in your league. Uh, Hubbard was fine in week four. Freeman, not so great again, but it was Rodney Smith. He was an undrafted rookie uh, a year ago, I believe. He saw some uh, some work in the passing game out of the backfield and and made a little bit of an impact. It sounds like good news on the McCaffrey injury. He traveled with the team to Dallas this past week, and uh, sounds like maybe he's closer than uh, many thought to actually playing. Of course, he did not go on the uh, injured reserve, which would have kept him out three weeks. So a, a little bit of hope that uh, maybe he actually plays. But if not, Rodney Smith is is worth a pickup, and and we're talking deep leagues there. Yeah, I would say most leagues he's probably just a keep a keep an eye on him, watch list type of guy. I think you're right. I bet McCaffrey comes back, if not this week, the week after. So maybe we're not talking about much here, but you know, we, we the last two years have showed that his backups can produce without question. Um, gets a little crowded though. I mean, and, and I, honestly, I don't have a great feel for what exactly Rodney Smith is as a player, but he's certainly someone that you need to know. Yet another injury, Logan Thomas of the yeah. Washington football team went out and was quickly ruled out, which is usually not good news uh, for the next uh, few weeks. At least Ricky Seals Jones is his backup played pretty well. Uh, again, kind of crowded. We also saw Curtis Samuel come back for Washington. So there's, uh, lots of mouths to feed in that offense suddenly. So Seals Jones wouldn't be a major priority for me, but as ugly as, as tight end 
has been early in the season. He's got to be at least a consideration, especially if you're in a tight end premium league. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, he's bounced around the league enough now that I kind of feel like his book's been written, but it's a yep. decent opportunity. Um, probably a lot of single coverage, not a real high ceiling. Curtis Samuel's back. That's one more mouth to feed. I mean, and Denami Brown's still there. So uh, he doesn't really excite me. But again, people are pretty desperate for tight ends. I guess you could plug them in. Speaking of desperate for tight ends, Max Williams yeah. has gotten into the mix in Arizona. We we talked earlier in the year that these these four wide receivers, uh, or really the, we should say the three wide receivers after DeAndre Hopkins, uh, are going to split targets, split work. They'll have a big game one week, a quiet game the next. We've seen that already with A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, and Christian Kirk. But now Max Williams has gotten into the mix as well. He's had a couple of tight end one games over the past three weeks. So um, he's really going to be the same as these wide receivers. He'll he'll have those down games uh, if the if the other guys are getting open. But if it's the wide receivers who are uh, the defense is focusing on, which most weeks you would assume that would be the case, then maybe Max Williams uh, gets his looks as well. Uh, both of those guys, Seals, Jones, and Williams, would be pretty low priority for me, again, unless you're in a uh, tight end premium league. Last week we suggested grabbing Alex Collins because mm-hmm. Chris Carson was in and out of the lineup. That was in week three. Uh, Chris Carson was in and out of the lineup again in week four. Seems like he's... Uh, not quite 100%. Collins actually saw more carries in that game than Carson. So whether whether Carson's still feeling the effects of that injury or uh, they just want to try to preserve him, it seems like Collins, Alex Collins is going to have a role moving forward too. Yeah, yeah good suggestions. When we come back, we are going to talk about some disappointing players that we still believe in, maybe would make good trade targets. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are back. We're going to look at some players now who are off to some disappointing starts, some slow starts based on uh, expectations for them in the 2021 season. And just a quick yes or no, Matt, about these players, because we've got quite a few are, are, are we looking to buy these players? In some cases, I think their price may have dropped. In some, that, that won't even be the case. Still pretty expensive. But uh, in, in general, would you be investing in these players? Let's start at the quarterback position. I think all five rookie quarterbacks can kind of be lumped together. Of course, uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence all started 
the season for their teams uh, since week one. And all three have had their struggles. Uh, Wilson looked better in week four. Lawrence looked better in week four. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance have gotten some opportunity here in the last couple weeks due to injury. All five of them, I think, based on expectations, uh, have been disappointing. It's probably more about the expectations and not the performance from rookie quarterbacks in in their first month of their career. Yeah, I I think you can lump them all together in that they've all struggled, but they've all had their moments and flashed as well. And Lance looks like he's about to get his chance to really, um, you know, take over potentially. Fields may have already taken over. So maybe the dip a week or two ago has passed because it's it's time to be pretty pretty active to try to attain any of those, in my opinion. Yeah, and especially in super flex leagues, I do not think the price has dropped for any of those yeah. guys, really, including Zach Wilson, who's had a lot of trouble with turnovers. Uh, so if you can get them, great, go for it, uh, but don't expect much of a discount yet. Uh, I'm I'm still in on all five of them if we're thinking long term. Oh, me too. Another player I'm certainly in on long term, but off to a frustrating start. Joe Burrow, quarterback, nineteen. Uh, this is mostly due to volume. I think they're, they're limiting his, um, just limiting his pass attempts. Honestly, he was averaging 40, Very few runs too. Uh, right. Averaging 40 attempts a game last year. He's around the 25 mark. Now this year, three, four games, uh, they're, they're being careful with him, obviously coming off that knee injury, uh, long-term. And, and we kind of saw flashes of this. Uh, on Thursday night football, uh, long term, I, I still love Burrow as a prospect. He's another one. Price has not dropped. Expect to pay uh, quite a bit for him in a super flex league. I think it's still worth it. Oh yeah, I, I think he's a great player. I know we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield here in a second, and you know Williamson always brings things back to the Steelers. But I've been saying for the last year or so that I I, I, I tell Steeler fans all the time, you, you guys should hope the Browns re-sign Baker. But the one you really need to fear in the division is Burrow. With with all respect to Lamar, who's been awesome this year, but I think Burrow is going to be a a top five NFL quarterback and stay there for a long time. Probably not as fantasy friendly as he is NFL friendly, but if you can get him for any kind of you know not even discount for for the the going rate right now, he'll be the engine of that team forever. He's going to be a really good player. Let's uh, let's stay in Ohio, but shift that discussion over to the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, just the quarterback 25 on the season so far. Uh, really frustrating game. Uh, frustrating for fantasy players. Frustrating for Odell Beckham uh, here in week four. Missed Beckham on a, a wide open touchdown late in the game. Had him a couple of other times for uh, for potential scores as well. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking, it could have been a three touchdown game for Odell Beckham. Instead, he, uh, I think he just caught two of seven targets. Most of those Baker Mayfield's fault. It just feels like there's a limited ceiling with Baker Mayfield. Uh, we we've said this for his running back, Nick Chubb, uh, but that's more because Chubb is not involved in the running game. It's, it, it's not uh, any knock on him uh, on his talent, but with Baker Mayfield, I, I I just don't see it. I don't think he's ever going to be that elite quarterback. You you kind no. of said it there that uh, if you're a Steelers fan, a Bengals fan, uh, 
a Ravens fan, you should hope that the the Browns invest big money into a contract extension for Baker Mayfield. That's going to be a tough decision. He's a he, he's a middle of the road quarterback. He's probably a top fifteen or maybe eighteen quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but we all know it, it's hard to find quarterbacks. Steelers fans know that right now. It's hard to <laughs> find quarterbacks. So if you don't give him this this deal, then what? Uh, but from a fantasy standpoint. He's not anything more than your second starter in a super flex league, and I'm not sure I want him even in that spot. No, I have major concerns, and for fantasy even more so, he doesn't run that much. They're never going to be a high-volume passing attack. The defense in Cleveland all of a sudden looks awesome, so they can play it that way and not have to get into shootouts. Um, They've kind of told you what they think of him every step of the way. First of all, we've all seen that Browns jersey that has like, couch and McCown and has like 800 quarterback names on the back of it. And I'm sure ownership is saying we're resigning this guy, whether you like it or not, we're not going through that ever again, but they've already told us what they think about him. I mean, like the second Stefanski got hired, he pretty much went out and gave case Keenum big money. And I bet our listeners don't know this, but in terms of cap space allotted, the Browns offense is by far the most expensive one in the league. And they haven't even paid their quarterback yet. So mm-hmm. they're telling you, we got to put all this stuff around our guy to make him feasible. They're kind of telling you what they think about him. Yeah, good point. It, tough decision coming their way. I don't think it's so tough for dynasty managers. I'm not buying low on Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm just going to let someone else have him. Let's talk about the running back position really quickly. I, I, I've got three in mind, three players that are off to frustrating starts. Uh, Some of these I think were pretty easy to see coming. Some maybe not. Uh, Are you buying yes or no, assuming the prices? Discounted a little bit. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the running back 18. He's had a good, a a decent past couple of games. I think he hit the 100-yard mark in each of the past two games, but there's been fumbling issues. We've started to see some of the backups uh, eat into the playing time. It just, if you're actually watching those games, and and, uh, I know the Chiefs are always on it, it feels like it's easy to catch them. It just just feels like something's wrong here with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Well, he's not good in protection, so that limits the usage. He's not as used in the past game as we had hoped. He's not a short yardage guy, and... I forget who was saying this. It might be, I think it was Greg Cosell. He was saying he was really studying the Chiefs' offensive line, and he thought, man, this line now that they've totally revamped would be amazing with Orlando Brown and some of these huge linemen they have now with like a power back element. So would it shock anyone if the Chiefs used a second round pick on a 230 pound back that can carry the load and make, you know, and then you're kicking yourself for not dealing CEH. I mean, I think this is a good opportunity to dump them while you can. Well, as I said, the price has, has definitely dropped. We've seen his ADP drop. Uh, and the trade, the trade offers are maybe not what you, certainly not what you would have gotten uh, over the off season. Are you taking? Uh, are you taking what's projected to be a late first rounder next year for Ceh? Yeah, but that's probably the best. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's probably the, the least you could pry him away from me. All right, that's fair. Miles Sanders, RB thirty three, started the season pretty well. 
but it has not gone that way since. A couple of real stinkers the past couple weeks. Kenneth Gainwell looking good. Jalen Hurts continues to run the ball quite a bit. What are you doing with Miles Sanders? Frustrating this could be because I just mm-hmm. see a lot of potential here. Um, we have Merrill Hodge on our Steeler show every week, and for three or four times over the last couple of years, Merrill's just like, I think Miles Sanders might be the most talented back in the league. And it's like, <laughs> you never know it, but, yeah. you, you know, I mean, he has so much ability. He's actually from around here, Woodland Hills High School. He's kind of a legend in that way. I think the Eagles are just backwards right now. I don't know that Sirianni will be the coach next year. I don't know that Hurts will be the, um, the quarterback next year. Probably not. I guess you can get them cheap. I'd probably bet on the talent, hoping that there's changes. But it's miserable right now. I mean, two games ago, they, the running backs had like three carries. You're, you still have your doubts about Hurts, huh? I do. I do. He's, he's winning me over more and more every game. I mean, of course, they lost uh, – they lost that game against the Chiefs, yeah. but I mean they they were competitive. The Chiefs kind of kind of put it on late as they as they often do. But I don't know. I've I've been impressed with Hertz and honestly more impressed with Sirianni than I than I thought I would. Okay, uh, I'm I'm with you though. I'm buying Sanders, uh, assuming that price has dropped. One guy I'm definitely not buying. This was the one I think was easy to see coming, especially once we got to preseason miles gaskin the rb 46 i just want no part of that miami offense definitely not the running game uh if if i've still got gaskin on my roster just just come and get him whatever you offer me i'm taking i'll (laughs) i'll take two third rounders for him yeah i agreed i mean it seems almost certain that they're going to draft past him over the offseason i mean and we won't even know his name two years two years from now yeah no no, uh, no need to say much more about Miles Gaskin. When we come back, we'll finish up this conversation, talk about some pass catchers, wide receivers, and tight ends we would target. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little, little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good, good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, it, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when Matt and I look at some brand new October Dynasty ADP. Now, 
make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and our Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, the man of the hour here. Uh, let's continue that talk. Trade targets, disappointing players uh, through four weeks here. We we hit on the quarterbacks and running backs uh, last segment. Let's look at wide receivers and some tight ends now. We'll run through these pretty quickly. Robert Woods, the wide receiver, 38. I mean, this is this is Cooper Cup's team. Uh, Woods did finally uh, have have a little bit of, a, of some success in week four. Called it late touchdown, but I mean it's it's still Cooper Cup getting all the looks. Are you are you buying low on Robert Woods? More so for um, redraft than dynasty. I mean I think Van Jefferson sitting there to take over the Robert Woods role as a, a quote starter. Tutu Atwell's in the mix. Like they've already kind of made plans for life past Woods. Um, if you need him for this year, great. I think you get him cheap. But other than that, I wouldn't count on him long term. Kenny Galladay, the wide receiver, forty-two. Uh, we we talked about this last week with our waiver episode, uh, and you mentioned that maybe Galladay could see some increased work stepping into the Darius Slayton role, and, and that's kind of all you need to know here. Do you have hopes long-term for Galladay, though? Nah, sort yeah. I mean, if he's a bigger, bigger name, then he has true value, and he kind of always has been. And he's not young. I totally agree. I, I, I don't think, uh, I, unlike Woods, I don't think he's coming at much of a discount, um, despite the, you know, kind of the frustrating start to his Giants career. I'm staying away from Kenny Galladay, and I also agree with you, more likely to buy Robert Woods. Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver, 45. I'm cool with it. I mean, I gotta say, I'm kind of wishy-washy that, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be looking to trade him. I wouldn't be looking to trade for him. Uh, I think he's a good player that's still kind of getting over the injury early in the year. Um, I, I think he's a fine target. If all three of those players have the same cost, same value, Woods, Galladay, Sutton, which one are Sutton. you buying? Sutton. Sutton. Sutton for me as well. Okay. Uh, I actually think Sutton would be the most expensive, despite uh, being being third on this list when it comes to uh, how they're scoring right now. I think we'll see that shift, especially as, as Jerry Judy continues to miss some time. Uh, dropping a f- much further down the current PPR ranks, Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver, 69 currently. It's not good for Robbie Anderson. No, and Marshall's a really good young prospect. And they gave Anderson money. You wonder, is he going to be a, a cap casualty in a year mm. or so because he's kind of expensive now? It's not looking good. He'd have to be like a throw-in on a deal for me. Yep, same here. Uh, I think uh, another player, too, that's probably a little bit older than then maybe we realize uh, at, at first glance, uh, I'm staying away. This is a DJ Morris team, and I'm with you. Uh, T- Terrace Wallace is on his way to uh, to taking over that Robbie Anderson role as well. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, we had some hope in, in week three. but I still week, do. I love him. Week four was, was kind of more of the same that we saw earlier in the year. Wide receiver 92 through the yeah. first month. Yeah. You can't start him yet, but I still think he's an immense talent that was super impressive last year. 
boy Shanahan's like his dad though and gets you know gets gets people in his doghouse and rotates people and he's frustrating but I want Brandon Ayuk I, I don't know if Trey Lance is good for him though yeah I still want Ayuk as well uh and again probably due to age due to that that upside that perceived upside I guess I should say um He's probably the most expensive of these players that we've mentioned so far. Uh, Allen Robinson, another player off to a very frustrating start, hasn't even given us a uh, a wide receiver three game yet. Hasn't even finished among the top 36 wide receivers in fantasy in any week. You mentioned there the Ayuk uh, Trey Lance concerns. Are the Justin Fields A-Rob concerns similar? No, he's overcome worse. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. think he's down right now. Small sample size. You know, one of those weeks, it didn't matter if it was Jerry Rice out there. You know, he wasn't going to produce. Uh, I'll scoop up Allen Robinson right now. I would as well. Yeah. Will Fuller. Uh, I think I'm done with him. Yeah, I mean, suspended to start the season. Uh, missed week two due to a personal matter. Comes back in week three. Gets kind of banged up. Has a quiet game. Comes back in week four breaks a finger, and is set to likely miss some time. I mean, it's, it, injuries have always been a, a story with him, unfortunately. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's that big play guy, not super consistent. And, and now this team doesn't feel like a, a team in Miami that can even make big plays. I'm, I, You know, remind me yeah. in six weeks to try to buy low on Will Fuller and, and hopes really that he'll, he'll be with the new team next year. Yeah, I mean, this sounds horrible, but, I mean, evidence is there. Does he need PEDs to stay healthy? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is he going to be a better deep threat than Waddle? It doesn't matter who the deep threat is on that miserable offense right now. So, it's not good. Let's move over to the tight end position. Uh, this player won't be cheap by any means, but he has been disappointing. George Kittle, just the tight end 10 through 4 games. Uh, that might sound good. You've got a tight end one, but uh, I mean, if, if you're if you're into dynasty, if you're into fantasy, you know that a low end tight end one is not really saying very much. And George Kittle has just not been impressive by any means so far. Uh, worried about him? Boy, I love him. I yeah. mean, I just think he's such a good player. And I remember even last off season saying I think he's the best non quarterback offensive player in the league. But it's a sticky situation for what he costs. I think I'm a little worried for the first time. I mean, that San Francisco offense is so right. interesting this year. It, it it has been one that we have chased, we've wanted pieces of. But then when you look at it as a whole right now, the, the quarterbacks have not been good, including Trey Lance on Sunday. Uh, put up put up some numbers, but uh, efficiency was, was certainly not there, which is – no. Understandable. And he uh, looks in over his head, too. Right. Running game has not been good. Uh, injuries playing a big part of that, of course. But um, there was the idea that they could plug in anybody and, and have some success, and that has not happened. Uh, Debo Samuel's been amazing, one of the best stories and one of the best players of this early part of the season. But Kittle's been down. Ayuk has been down. I don't know what's going on in San Francisco. We need to figure it out pretty quickly. Robert Tunyon, tight end 28. Uh, was that red zone beast last year? Not this year. Not not seeing, uh, really not seeing much work in general, especially not in the red zone, which is concerning because 
I mean, yeah, Randall Cobb and they draft Amari Rogers, but they didn't, the Packers didn't really fix this pass catching issue like we might've hoped yet. Tunyon has been, uh, has been a non-factor, honestly. Yeah. And look at it this way. I mean, there's already four games in the books. So you probably have Aaron Rodgers in green Bay for 13 more. Is that enough to invest in Tanyan? Cause I think he's eight, you know, Rogers guy. If there's another quarterback there, I don't think we'll even be talking about Tanyan for fantasy reasons. So no, hopefully you got out while you, you know, over the, over the off season, or you can still get something for him now. He's not worthless. He's not a terrible player, but um, I don't think he's any kind of long-term answer for dynasty. Yeah, I would agree. Maybe you can trade Robert Tunyon for Evan Ingram, who so is I the tight end. Like that. The tight end fifty-one. Of course, he's just played two games, uh, coming back from an injury, uh, coming back pretty slowly, but um, you know, working his way back. Hopefully, yeah, I, I would do that. I I would rather have Ingram than Tunyon. If you can make that move, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, he's a former first-round pick that ran a four-four. That's you know taking some time to develop. We'll probably be on a new team. Mm -hmm. There'll be a lot of buzz with him when he signs with, I don't know, whoever, somewhere good, and trade him then. Or, you know, I mean, Ingram will have his day again. I totally agree. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.